I just feel like now I can talk to doctors. Like when I got the ADHD test to get the medication, um, the guy just did a test and my my psychiatrist prescribed it. But I take this test and the guy's like asking me questions about like Coke, you know, do you do this drug? Do you, and he like, Mm -hmm. do you do cocaine? And I'm like, honestly, with this fentanyl stuff, like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to fuck with it anymore. And he, and he's just like, don't just don't do it. You know what I mean? He's just like, he like went, yeah, at your age, that's probably the best idea. Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan, and each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we're going to have a different theme when it comes to uh, Wild and Out. Tonight's getting away from us tonight. Uh, today's yeah. show, I don't know why I'm saying tonight. I feel like I feel like, like this show is always at night, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, drugs, drugs is the theme. We're fully embracing. Said, we're, we're a big believer not only in consent, but in embracing right. other people's ideas. Our guest, Marty DeRosa, the hilarious uh, Chicago comedian. Yeah. Uh, He's more of a drug guy than an alcohol guy, and so and his story. And there's a lot more of that. Yeah, there's a lot more of that actually. Yeah. Nowadays, you know, people the drinking is being uh, shunned upon. I'm actually doing it this month, CJ. Uh, this my, is this is shocking to me. My wife is doing Dry January, which is a very okay. popular movement, right? And she's also doing this very strict diet called Whole Thirty. And uh, I was like, Hey, I'll do Whole Thirty with you. She's like, That doesn't count. You eat that way pretty much naturally. Like all you eat is salads, you know, and then you have <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight yeah. IPAs, you know, you eat, <laughs> right. which is true. Uh, I'm like, all right, I'll do dry January with you. But I had two parties planned. Uh, okay. I have a big show where a lot of friends are coming and I have a party planned. So I'm like, I'm not. What can you do? I'm, I'm going to exempt those days. You know, I'm a Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe in month long celebrations with dispensations right. to make it tolerable. <laughs> so I'm calling it uh, desert January. Desert January doesn't rain right. often, but when it does, boy, it, it pours. pours. Yeah, <laughs> it comes in hard, <laughs> and uh, it gets cold at night. A lot of people don't think that yeah. <laughs> deserts can be cold. There's a lot of variances. You got Martin Luther King Day coming. There's a lot. Of, January's got a lot of. That's a problem with dry January. Martin Luther King. You know, January's mm-hmm. got a lot of. Uh, of course, when you're an alcoholic and, and you drink, you look for events. Well, I got play, football playoffs coming up. You got. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing about when you're you drunk. Know. There's never you, a month that you can actually select. Right. right, you know, because it's <laughs> exactly. like, I, I, you know, sober October. What are you talking about? We got Halloween, you know, March. Yeah. We got St. Patrick's Day, Fourth of July. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> February's the coldest month of the year. Well, I can't do that. It's cold. What am I going to do? <laughs> you know, that would actually forget be a the great. Su- forget the summer. You wipe out forget the entire the season. <laughs> that would be a great, great blog to do, which is an mm. alcoholics. Uh, the rank the months in order of which one it's worse to be sober for. <laughs> like which one could I do dry easy right. most easily? I think it probably is January, actually. I don't think if you think about it, we probably couldn't get thirty days out of a calendar year. Like if you put and put it put <laughs> that, that might together, be good. I wonder if we could just find a, a thirty consecutive span. That's what I mean. Okay, yeah, you're, right. but it is conse- yeah, thirty consecutive span. That's a good question. I think we could do it um 
between Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day, maybe. We're, we're going to have to look into this. We'll research that's it. That's a good window, for sure. That's definitely... There's, there's this that, is a good project for the Blackout Diaries. Or our day listeners, at, if you if you guys can think of what's the best 30-day stretch to say sober, we, we want to I hear like that. I like that one. Day after the Super Bowl is what I nominate there, right? <laughs> for, for baseball starts. <laughs> Pitchers and catchers report, and then we, uh, <laughs> we say January. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna get we have Marty DeRosa here telling a uh, great story. We're also gonna um, talk about weed dispensaries. Now that weed yep. is definitely it's legal in Illinois, you guys are finally caught up mm-hmm. to uh, Californians. And we have some personal stories, and then we're also talking about the dangers and how alcohol is actually much more dangerous. But then, then people uh, realize we're going to, yeah, some studies that have compared alcohol and its and we, danger to other drugs. And mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about the, the results there, which might surprise a lot of people. <laughs> it's, yeah, it surprises a lot of people if we don't look at it. That's if they haven't been paying look. attention. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if we just refuse to open our eyes. <laughs> I would have never thought beer was that dangerous. <laughs> it's because no one wants to tell you that. No one wants you. No it's one not wants in anyone's interest. That. Yeah. No, it's not. No one, no, no one wins out on that. But anyway, without uh, further ado, let's get right into it because we have a great story mm-hmm. from a hilarious comedian right from the black He's the best. from a recent blackout diary yep. show. So without further ado, here he is, Mr. Marty DeRosa. Thank you, everybody. Okay, uh, it's good to be. Is everybody drinking tonight? Yeah, drinking stories are great. Everybody's got drinking stories. But I've always, like, since I was a little kid, I was like, drugs are for me, right? The doctor asked me all the different drugs. He's like, are you currently drinking? I'm like, yes, whatever. I like drinking. And then he goes, marijuana. And I'm like, of course, I'm not a dork. (laughs) Yeah, right? It is so funny. I live in Andersonville, and we have a dispensary 33, which is where nerds go to buy drugs, right? I just still buy it from my guy. You know what I mean? He still brings it to me. I'm like, I'm supporting black businesses. This is my dude. And um, I'm finding out that a lot of my, my friend's dad's in Indiana. I'm from Indiana. I know you can't tell. Um, <laughs> but I'm getting this like new thing where my friend's dads are asking me to buy them weed. And then they come to Chicago and they pick up the weed from me. And my friend's dad the other day, it was so adorable. He just parks outside my apartment and he's like, I'm outside. I'm like, all right, I'll be right there. And I've got all his weed in a little fucking bag or whatever. And I, I, he gets out of his truck and he's like looking around. And then I'm like, oh, here you go. And he's like, thanks. And then he puts it in his car. And then he, he put the money in his palm and then went to shake my hand. And he palmed me the money. And I'm like, that is so adorable. You, you think you're like living the wire right now. This is legal. But I think it's nice that dads get to come to Chicago and do open air drug deals, right? And my dad, my dad's sick, and his doctor told him, hey, you, if you know anybody in Chicago, they should get you edibles, and it'll make you uh, get your appetite back. My dad's sick, so he's like, give me some, and he called me, and he was so shy. He goes, I, I have a question to ask you. Um, would you happen to know where to get marijuana? <laughs> and I was like, you dumb old man. Like, <laughs> yeah, my drawer, my refrigerator, my freezer. Yeah, I bet all over, right? And I, I go, yeah, I can get you. I can get you marijuana. He goes, now, uh, hold on. Not just marijuana. It needs to be in, in, in uh, something I can eat. I go, yeah, an edible. And he goes, yeah, you know what that is? And I go, oh, yeah, I know what that is. And he goes, all right, well, you know, uh, do whatever you need to do and then see what I need. I think my dad thought I needed to do research, you know? So I was like, oh, this is not like my brother with the election. I don't have to do any research. I, <laughs> I know what's happening right now. Uh, 
So I got my dad edibles, and he won't do them in front of me, which is adorable. Uh, he's just like, oh, you can just put it down right there. And I, the other day, I opened it, and I go, what, this right here? And I put one in my mouth, and he goes, oh, uh, which is adorable, right? Um, I smoked crack in college. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like most good books, it starts off with, I smoked crack in college. To be fair, the first time I smoked crack, it was on accident. Uh, it was on New Year's Eve, uh, early 2000s. I was out back shotgunning beers with my T-shirt off because you don't want to get your good T-shirt dirty. And, um, and I ran in just like, you know when you shotgun a beer, there's just this rush of like, yeah, I can do anything. I didn't know crack was one of those things, but I was like, I can do anything. And I just got in the kitchen. I'm like, yeah. And then my friends were by the stove. And one of my friends handed me the, 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 the cardboard like tube from the toilet paper. And he goes, hit this. And I grabbed it. And then I go, what? And he goes, it's gonna, the smoke's going to come off the knives. And I go, okay. And I, and I go, whoa, what is that? And he goes, it's crack. <laughs> and I went, you got to tell somebody <laughs> if they're going to smoke crack, right? <laughs> like, I still would have done it. You know what I mean? But I would have been like, hold on. I got to like, whoa, here we go, baby. I'm about to do crack. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like a, a woman who lost her virginity riding a horse at, like, 11. Like, it's like, well, that's not how I thought it was going to be, you know? Uh, crack rules, by the way. It's, like, so good. Like, we smoked it, and I was like, give me another one. And they're like, there's no more. I'm like, let's go get more. And then I was like, oh, hold on a second. That's crack. I, I know that. All right. Um, but, yeah, you mentioned mushrooms. One of the things that my, that my doctor... Oh, someone else mentioned mushrooms. Oh, yeah, right on. Yeah, you look like you do mushrooms more than her, for sure. Yeah, fuck yeah. You know what my doctor, this piece of shit doctor, he goes, uh, acid. And I, oh, I do acid uh, quarterly, you know. I do it quarterly just to kind of keep my, keep my core, you know, keep my, my soul in check, right? And, uh, and he didn't ask about mushrooms. And after the thing, I go, I go, why didn't you ask me about mushrooms? And he goes, I had mushrooms, acid, same thing. And I was like, I'm going to take your fucking license away from you. Acid is my absolute favorite drug of all, but I'm in my 40s now, so I do it during the daytime. That is a responsible time. I'm no longer one of these, like, let's do acid and go do things, people. Not anymore, right? I had buddies, and they go, hey, we're going to do acid and go to Lollapalooza. I'm like, we're not friends anymore. That's just how it is, right? So the last time I took acid, um, it, was, it was in the spring, and uh, it was such an awesome, it was like when it was starting like, to get weather like this, right? Like light jacket weather, it's feeling good. And I, when I do acid, I'm like very serious about it. Like the night before, my friends are like, oh, let's go drinking after the show. I'm like, no, 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 I'm doing acid tomorrow, right? <laughs> like a gentleman, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, 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 I'm doing acid tomorrow. Um, I sometimes will go do things during the afternoon. Uh, like, this is kind of like a secret, like, incel thing. Like, I didn't know I did. Um, remember when Joker came out? Uh, I went to the 10 a.m. show and took acid by myself and went to it. And then afterwards, I'm walking home, and I'm like, am I a murderer? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so what I like to do uh, is take acid at the coffee shop. I, take the co I go to the coffee shop by my house, and I take acid. And, like, if there's, like, pictures on the wall or something like that, like this picture right here, this is, like, a great guide when you're doing acid, right? And what you do is you take your acid and you just wait. Like, don't worry, it'll kick in eventually. And then you just kind of look and you're like, all right, still looks the same. All right, wait a little more. 
eh, still the same. And then you get that moment of you're like, maybe this doesn't even work. And then you're like, nope, it's working. Uh, <laughs> it's great. It's not like TV where it's like, Ugh, but like you do hear the TV like breathing a little bit. You know what I mean? Like the TV just ran to the car and there's kind of like, <sighs> and then uh, it's like, okay, well, it's my time to get out of here. Bye everybody. And I walk home. Actually, I run home because I don't want to be outside when it really kicks in. And um, I'm in my apartment and my fiance was so nice. She asked me, she goes, what did you learn from this last trip? And I was like, that Austin Powers is the funniest movie of all time. Like, it's not all like, I talk to God. It's just like, I don't know, man, that joke probably doesn't fly anymore, but I loved it, you know? And, and I did this thing where I, I, I mostly just watch like funny movies and music videos, right? And uh, at one point, I opened the window because it was getting a little warm in my apartment. And it was like today, it was like real cool out and that air was just coming in and I was like, oh, that feels real good. But then acid tried to like fuck with me. Acid was like, Marty, come outside. There's a lake over here. And I'm like, nah, 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 acid. I'm not going outside. I've seen that lake a thousand times. And then acid doubled down. Acid's like, there's a dog beach at the lake. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go check that out for sure, right? And I went to the dog, the dog beach and I was just looking out at the dogs for like four or five hours. And uh, one guy goes, which one's yours? And I go, none of them. <laughs> but also all of them, right? And I became like the mayor of the dog beach. Like people were bringing their dogs to me and I was like, yes, this is a good boy, yes, right? And I was like, this is pretty great. And then somebody brought like a big old dog to me and I just looked at him and he had like human eyes and I was like, get this fucking dog out of my face. Like I can't take this. And then I left, I'm like, I'm out of here everybody, goodbye. And when I'm on acid, I love to listen to music. And the best music for me on acid is ska music because the horns are just so fucking crispy. No, I know you're saying that, trust me. Listen to ska music on acid, the horns. Like I'm listening and it's just like, like, which I know is the Sports Center theme song. I know, I know, I know. I always get to that point where it's like, hit him with some fucking mighty, mighty boss, and it's like, it's dino. But anyway, you get the idea, right? So I'm walking down the street, I'm listening to some fucking Sports Center season one, and I saw a car backing up, and they, they didn't see there was someone behind them, like looking out where the bus was, and they booped this lady in the butt and knocked her over, right? And again, when you're on acid, you hear everything, right? You hear everything. And I heard the whole conversation. The guy was like, I'm so sorry. She's like, I shouldn't have stuck behind your car. I'm sorry. Are you okay? Do you need an ambulance? No, I'm fine. And I'm walking towards them. And what I should have done was went down like a different street or an alley, but my brain and my legs were not talking at the time. And I just kept walking towards them. And I should not have done this, but when I got to the whole scene of the crime, I just walked over her like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> And everybody was pissed at me, right? The hero, the rescue guy was like, did you just walk over her? Did you just do that? And I didn't know what to say. And then I just was like, I'm gonna be honest. And I just went, hey man, I'm on acid right now. <laughs> and everybody goes, I get out of here then. Even the lady who got hit like jumped up like, hey man, I think a bone was sticking out of her arm. She's like, you should go to the dog beach over there. It's fucking awesome. Uh, all right, you guys have been great. Smoke crack. My name is Marty. All right, we're back in the Blackout Diaries. That was hilarious. Marty DeRosa. 
And now we have Marty DeRosa in the studio, fresh off his acid trip and into the <laughs> studio for the interview. Marty, how we doing? Uh, I'm doing great. This is uh, <laughs> this is fun. This is a fun Happy topic. New Year, buddy. Thanks Happy for Happy New Year us. to you both. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. This will be fun. I always love when you're on the Blackout Diaries because uh, the audience, I, I feel like the audience is like, I am so fucking tired of listening to these middle-aged alcoholics talk about whiskey. And then you yeah. get up there and, the, and like the young people, you know, even though you're our age, you can yeah. relate to them better. I feel like, yeah, that has been a way that I've kept uh, the young crowds involved is like <laughs> talking about. You know, uh, recreational drugs, uh, medica. I feel like I go on stage now, and I'm like, I am also depressed. I also, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I have also taken an edible before the show. Like, by the time I get up there, I feel like all the the topics have been taken. But I do feel like, um, yeah, I learned a long time ago because I have like a drunk driving story that I did at the Black Eyed Diaries a long mm-hmm. time ago, and everybody was like piece of shit and i'm yeah. like i even i'm like i'm i don't do that anymore and all that and they're just <laughs> still but you could be like uh i was on acid and i drove my car the wrong way down the highway I and young people it. would be like fuck <laughs> yeah let's do parties i i have a theory i will say it, crowds it's, a, it's are a safe so, space here marty or dui it's i appreciate it so you, and i never no i'll judgment. tell you what i didn't get a dui because uh i was i was in indiana and they brought me to this hospital in jasper county and they're like uh-huh. There's nothing we can do. So I got oh. airlifted to Loyola. Wow. And I remember I woke up and I was like, where am I? And they're like, you're in Chicago. And I was <laughs> like, oh, shit. Or they go, where are you? Where are you? Where do you think you are? Because I was in a yeah. coma. And I go, uh, like, Lafayette, Indiana, maybe? And they're like, you're in Maywood, Illinois at Loyola mm. Hospital. And I, like, instantly looked to see if I was, like, handcuffed to the hospital bed to see like am i under arrest and the lady's like no we thought you were dead like i got the last rights and everything and i'm like am i under arrest and they're like no so i don't you said you were announced on the radio was dead yeah i got announced on uh wjob uh i actually promoted a show on there one time this dude puts on shows out in northwest indiana and i was like i've actually been pronounced dead on this radio station (laughs) great journalism yeah that's amazing that's the only way I, to get out of Indiana, by the way, is via helicopter airlifted. I don't remember <laughs> it. Yeah, awesome. very expensive from what I'm told. I don't remember it. Uh, that's a high-risk, high-reward way to get out of a DUI yeah. is to just put yourself in a coma. And that's when you know you party when you're like, where are you? And you're like, I'm in Indiana. And they're like, you're in Illinois. It's like, hey, okay. I, um, I have a theory, though, on why – the audiences turn on DUI stories oh, yeah. so much because it's very weird because it's like you can as you said you can say anything else more depraved stuff mm-hmm. they're fine with it but DUI and I think it's because they do it so much that it's like uh, why if, if I applaud this it's a tacit confession to what mm-hmm. I'm doing you know yeah, yeah. We, all, we all have our own shame with it too and you look back like god mm-hmm. that's, par- that's terrible so when you hear others like that you're just reminding them or us of our own <laughs> Like DUI stories, yeah. like oh god, we don't, we don't need to. We we agreed we're not going to talk about that anymore. We have, <laughs> we're in, we're enlightened now. Yeah. We're enlightened drunks. Yeah, <laughs> we don't put family. They don't know, like you know, when you go out to your car in the morning and you're like, oh, you know, you're yeah. like this far <laughs> off the curb. You're like uh, two feet off the curb. Like they'll just never right. understand that. I mean, like you want to talk about like shame and guilt and all that. You go, you know, like I mean, I've had like my car, you know. Kind of in the front yardish, you know. Sure, we had like we lived sure. in a cul-de-sac, and it's like mm-hmm. a skew. Yeah, there were times where I would do that, or I would always leave food in the microwave, and then like my family would be like, 
what did you left all this food in the microwave? And I'll be like, God, don't look in the front yard. My car is like all the way up in there. So now I like that. I like the old man on acid thing because that's how everyone does the, the microdose or whatever. But I, I liked I liked your take on it. Like, yeah, I'll do the acid to relate to the kids, but I'll do old man. Th- I'm going to a coffee shop, I'm doing <sighs> yeah. old man things. I'm staying home. I'm not going to music festivals. You know, no. Just uh, you know, read the paper on some LSD. It's just it's just nice, and I feel like uh, I just feel I always feel better after I do mm-hmm. uh, acid or mushrooms. You know, like there's that, nice. there's the, uh, that book I, I talked about chocolate to morphine. Yes. Uh, and that's like, I would rent that from the, the Lake County public library and I would read it. And I was like, I really like, if I think back, I haven't researched, I didn't research a college to go to, like I researched doing acid. Like I was <laughs> like, I did so much research and uh-huh. I was just like, all right, we're doing this. We're going to do acid, you know? And I was like. Like I said, I read that book. I was there was no internet to go on to look up acid, right. you know, or, or like these YouTube videos now are like fantastic because like young kids will just be like, I'm gonna do ten hits of acid and then go to like Taco Bell and they'll just record themselves <laughs> and I'm just like, <gasps> but yeah, for me it's like you gotta be home, you gotta have like your comforts and I just like the last thing I would want is to be out in public when I'm on acid. Yeah. It sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. But I do like the You recently, shop. you were telling me last time we talked, you recently started doing prescription Adderall. Yeah, I got, I got. And uh, that's helped you a lot, you said, right? It's cool. Um, yeah. It's, I still feel like it's, I'm on. It's it feels like I'm getting away with something. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's really <laughs> cracky. It, it, like, <laughs> that, I, you know, like I told my doctor, I'm just like, yeah, it felt like, like the original ones that I was taking, I was just like, I'm, I feel like coked up. Yeah, you know, some of the, yeah, some of that raw dog Adderall they prescribe. I mean, it's yeah. the same nucleus as like crystal meth, like the yeah. actual DNA of it. Like it's yeah. so super addicting and it's super twitchy and all that. And there's like certain things like with acid that you like. I we we would always call them the yakis, and that's where like you're just like <laughs> I'm not gonna throw up, but I have to kind of do this right. like big cough. Yeah, or <laughs> or you feel sometimes like you're just like sucking on like a metal screwdriver, you know. <laughs> and and sometimes I'll take like Adderall and I'm like I'm getting like the 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 negative effects of acid like I'm like I don't want I don't like this yeah. with um, acid I like the combination yeah. of things like this I mean <laughs> kind of like the I cranberry juice, juice of uh, of the drug world how does I mean, uh you know how does Adderall go with acid how does uh, alcohol <laughs> go with acid Let me tell you what on acid I can drink I can drink like a champ on yeah. acid like I never knew that and then one day we were just drinking and I was like. I don't know, man. And they're like, just, I think I did a shot of Jack Daniels. And I was like, I can never do that normally. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, uh, you know, <laughs> but I don't drink on it. I mean, that's like the hangover I, from hell, I would assume. Cause I do get like, you get like an acid hangover. Mm-hmm. You know, you're that next day, you're a little like, oh, shit. Um, nothing like, like nitrous oxide. That, that is like a hangover where you just feel dumb the next day. <laughs> right. We feel dumb while you're doing it. Uh, it's just you feel your brain like bubbling and it's like popping. Like, what am that, I doing? That's one that I love because nitrous is like the most, uh, this is just for me, but like I'll take it. And we used to have a tank back in India. Yeah, we had a tank sure. and we had balloons and everything. So you get a giant balloon, all the perks of uh, going to like the uh, a fish concert, but you don't mm-hmm. have to go to a fish concert. You just have a balloon in a living room, you know, right. and I would always just go in like a, 
we'd sit out, you know, we'd have all our spots where we'd sit like half baked. Like I'd go by the bathroom sort of, and I'm by myself in this little, little cubby hole. And, uh, and when I would, what I love about nitrous is it's almost like, like a record skipped or something or, or like a CD and you're just waiting to get back. Like you're in your head and you're like, I know I, I wait a second. I think I'm doing nitrous, you know, and you're like feeling your hands and you're like, right. those are my hands. And then you're like, Oh yeah, I'm doing nitrous in my friend Bob's basement. <laughs> Yeah, the genius of it, it lasts five seconds, and it does, five like, seconds. years of damage. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't, yeah. The risk reward. Yeah, 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 yeah. The reason why you feel all. dumb the next day is because yeah. you murdered your And brain. it's insanely <laughs> expensive, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we, there's, we, the upside is very minimal. <laughs> we used to have to go into, there was, like, auto body shops or, like, yeah. auto shops to like and you'd go in and they would ask like hey what kind of car you got and we'd be right. like oh fucking we got a camaro and they're like what year and you're like i don't know man and i i feel like they knew who was coming in for like i'm gonna race this weekend versus like yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna inhale this and kill my brain <laughs> i was just going to go to dental school i was thinking about doing yeah yeah some things um Marty, tell CJ, because I, I don't think we had it in the live clip that the audience heard. Uh, I love the story about when you started doing Adderall through prescription and you yeah. had to call your doctor. Tell CJ yeah. that story. So first round of Adderall, like I said, it was like mm. real, real heavy duty. And I felt yeah. like, I mean, instantly I'm like sweating. I um, couldn't even think about food. And I just was talking like a million miles an hour. And I, I there were like shows where I took it you know, before the show and I was on stage, just like, ah, like, and I already do that anyway, but extra like, ah, and I just like got off stage. And it's one of those where you're like, that was fun. And people are looking at you like, holy shit, did you do like a rail of Coke and then run on stage? Like it was just too much. So I cut a pill in half and took it. And, um, yeah, you I was just like telling my doctor that he's like, I, 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 I don't want to hear that you cut it. Like, I don't want to hear, you know, and then I, and then oh, I te- you're around. telling the doctor this, yeah, you're chopping yeah, up Adderall. Yeah. Like I forget, like, I just feel like now I can talk to doctors. Like when right. I got the ADHD test to get That's the medication, hilarious. um, the guy just did a test that my, my psychiatrist prescribed yeah. it, but I take this test and the guy's like asking me questions about like Coke. You know, do you do this drug? Do you, and he's like, did you do cocaine? And I'm like, honestly, with this fentanyl stuff, like, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna fuck with it anymore. And he, and he's yeah. just like, don't, just don't do, it. you know what I mean? He's just like, yeah, yeah. he like went, yeah, at your age, that's probably the best idea. Right. Yeah, I've been, doing like, some, I've been doing my own research, Doc, and by that, you know? I mean national headlines. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to think this fentanyl's a problem. Um, but like, yeah, and I told so, him that I, I just did the half of it, and I was like pretty good i like that we can mm-hmm. just go ahead and cut it in half and uh yeah and then I, I yeah joke around about snorting the other half of it which that's all i'll snort now is adderall i'm i'm out i'm out of the cocaine business yeah you know i mean you know fentanyl. Tw- yeah you don't have 12 minutes to wait for it to kick into your system you got to snort yeah. that adderall yeah <laughs> yeah it takes. once one part of the story i did relate to is when uh you accidentally smoked crack after yeah. doing oh, a, I love after, that story. After yeah. shotgunning a beer, it's a yeah. great, it's a, a great service. line. It's a great. That's actually a line that a drunk would say too. Like I yeah. accidentally got drunk. You know, that's I like when someone says did. that, yeah. you know, like I'm gonna have fun talking to this guy. I'm there, like, yeah, yeah, like I, right. yeah, we, yeah, we were just uh, shotgunning beers outside, which is mm-hmm. you know such a treat. Indiana, you know, yeah. like duck hunting, New Year's Eve, Indiana, <laughs> uh, just yeah, just uh, shotgunning beers. 
And yeah, I thought it was hash. They were just uh, everybody was hovering right. over the stove, which is you know very classy yeah. move. And you see the let me, the, let me butt the, on in here. Yeah, you got that cardboard <laughs> from the paper towel or the toilet paper. Right. And I'm just oh yeah here here here. And then I did it. And um, yeah, it it was like man, I just remember this feeling like my mm-hmm. my chest was just like I mean it's probably my yes. heart beating very fast. But I just remember. <laughs> The, it was just like, wow, it felt so awesome. Right. And then I'm like, let's do it again. And they're like, yeah. it's crack. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know? And then there was that like, I see why people ruin yeah, their yeah. lives Absolutely. over this. And I love that it's, line you said there was like, uh, you got you know, you to tell someone before they smoke crack. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah. I would have I done it. But yeah. just tell me. Yeah. You know, just let yeah. me know. So, you know I still would have like. All right, I'll try it. And it's just one of those drugs, too, like you as a kid growing up with like all the, you know, dare and say no to drug stuff. Oh, yeah, that was the man growing up. I always say I always think of that old member, the old poster that Mm -hmm. that had, you know, all the say no to drugs, drugs. And like Mm -hmm. the lines are perfectly there and there's like some pills scattered out and there's like Mm -hmm. some crushed beer cans and maybe like a half empty bottle of Jack. And I just remember like being a kid and being like. I mean, like a checklist, like when you would buy Star Wars figures and they have the checklist on the back of all the other figures. Mm-hmm. Like I was very much just <laughs> right. like, I just want to try them all. And yeah. it, and it, holy it, grail me, for white kids. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> what, I don't for know, white was, druggies. Yeah, like you grow <laughs> you know? up watching like MTV in that era, and you're just like, well, clearly if you're having fun, you're going to do some the, drugs. <laughs> right, the you hipster know? druggies are whites addicted it, to crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and then it is that, kind I, of those. Yeah, those are like. Like that's where you get like some letters on your jacket, you know, when you're when you're doing crack or whatever. Like you know, the heart well, acid. Oh shit, yeah, you know, it's like it's right. a sticker on your helmet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do remember. I did it actually once by accident, just like an like an alcoholic would say, like some. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm in the, and it was just like that. Like it was a euphoric feeling. And you're like, oh yeah, I, I can see how this will destroy a neighborhood. Like I can see like where yeah. people just like, oh, I just want to do this over and over again. But then, yeah. you know, but once you walk away, then it's kind of like uh, we were saying about nitrous. It only lasts for a couple minutes, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Get, Dude, speaking get I think I don't trust any drug that was, like, invented in my lifetime. <laughs> that, that, like, required technology to get so advanced yeah. and humans to get so smart that it had to be created in my lifetime. Like, that, I just, I just feel like if it isn't at least uh, 500 years old, I right. won't. I won't touch it. And that, and that is, is why Sean has avoided raves his entire life. He, <laughs> a, he doesn't like the exotics. <laughs> what the, the desire uh, drugs? I'm sorry. The like ruining a neighborhood. You reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had. You know. You just have those friends where you're like, yeah. man. I don't even know if my comedy friends would understand that my friendship with some of these characters. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and sure. I remember one time. This is like as white trash as it gets. Or just trashy, I don't know. Like we were gonna go see uh, Naughty by Nature mm-hmm. headline uh, music festival in Hammond. I believe it was the Taste of Hammond, Indiana, or something. Taste of Hammond. Taste of Hammond, <laughs> and and we're getting Naughty by Nature. Yeah. So my buddy's like, we're going. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're going for sure. And uh, and we're we're driving around, and he's like, I'm gonna get some get some coke for the show. So we go to Gary, Indiana. And uh, this is like I st- I always with drugs was like I'll do them no problem. But when it starts getting into that nitty gritty, like we're gonna go to a real sketchy place, right. and mm-hmm. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want to do that because I had one yeah. one time where I was like in a house and 
uh, this girl's uh, brother came in and he was convinced the FBI was following him and like the lights are off and we're on the ground and I'm just like, I, I, I'm, I'm not built for this. Like <laughs> this is the last time I'm, I'll buy if you fly. Like I'm, yeah. I'm yeah, not yeah, putting sure. myself in these situations. And, um, and I remember uh, one of those times. So he's like, I have a night to Coke for the concert. And we go to just like a neighborhood in Gary and we're like, by, the guy comes to the car and he's like, this is my guy. We're just, and I'm like, okay. And then I look over and there's a park and I just see all these kids like looking at us and I'm like, mm-hmm. God, I feel like a piece of shit. And I wanted right. to just like figure out like which house these kids lived in and like send them some, like a toy on Amazon and be like, I'm so sorry <laughs> that I was buying drugs in your neighborhood. <laughs> Or at least give him a ticket to COPP for crying out well, loud. Well, I mean, do some coke and listen. Kind of money. Money. I don't have that kind of <laughs> swinging my naughty by nature. And now yeah. you're that man, Marty, as you told your story. I, now the now the Indiana dads <laughs> drive on yeah. over, and you yeah. give them the legal weed that you can find. You do the hand to hand transaction. Listen, man, these Indiana dads love getting legal <laughs> weed, and should they come up? And my my buddy's dad, he had the money in his hand, and he gets out of his truck, and he goes. Good to see you, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, he duped you. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you guys think would your parents have been like edible parents where you're just like absolutely not mom we, and dad no, are just right. mine or two, and I'm sure CJ's the same way. They're two Irish Catholics. Yeah, we yeah. were gonna, me and my sister going to give my dad a joint back when, when he was right when he was uh, right before he passed. He had cancer for a while. We we're like, hey, yeah, you know, maybe do it to ease the pain. You know, when we're like, we, we, we flew. She, my sister actually flew it out from California over to yeah. New Jersey. We had it, and then we chickened out. We couldn't do my, it. We couldn't, even, we couldn't even bring it up to him. We're like, yeah. He's just my dad say no asked anyway. me. My dad called me, and he like, oh, you know, maybe my doctor said you could bring me some edibles, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and um, but he would never take him in front of me. He would always wait till we left, and then uh, he Turn was around. like doing he was doing at home hospice, so he had he had mm. like heavy duty drugs. He had a um, uh, morphine mouth spray. Yes. Oh wow. That he would do, and then I found yeah. out this dude would do that, and then go down to the sauna. I'm like, hey, <laughs> that's interesting. They would get morphined up and go to the sauna. That's amazing. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> but I had the same thing where he was like towards the end, he was like some kind of morphine in a couch, and we were when we were back home with him. And uh, I remember he had his TV. He didn't pay for HD channels. That was like the last time oh, I remember. Yeah. It was like five bucks a month or something. This is old technology. So we, of course, ordered it when we went back home, the HD. And that was one thing he could tell. He was like squinting, but he didn't know if it was the morphine. So it was, something's wrong with the TV. Like something's yeah. weird with it. It's like, it actually too looks clear. good. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, no, just just follow the light. It's all right. Just go on. <laughs> yeah. My dad's like, I took one of those edibles. You can't. I just felt like my head was a hundred pounds. I'm right. like, yeah, that's yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> we just told him it was the drugs. Although I was thinking, I was like, cause like they come and clean out everything from the uh, hospice when he died. And I was like, that would be just very funny to be like, people are like having a cigarette outside after a show or smoking a joint. And I'm just like, <laughs> and I got like my morphine, a morphine <laughs> mouth spray. Did you clear? That's a good question. When my dad died, we, we, First thing we did was scurried around and got all the pills and gathered them. Like, They're going to take them all. They grabbed so everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. See, that's before you report. See, it's an amateur move. Before you report it, before you report that body, yeah. you got to collect all yeah. the drugs. I'll t- I should have told his girlfriend that before she called the hospice. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She goes, they came and took everything, and I'm like, ah, okay. Yeah, you got to, you got to, you got to, you got to wait on that call when you call yeah. in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's almost like a murder scene. <laughs> Anyway, Marty, thanks for joining us oh, on yeah, the Black Eyed so Diaries. Amazing job of story. What else? Can My you pleasure. Tell the folks at home where else they can catch you. The Marty DeRo- the, the experience. Uh, that the is experience. Marty uh, you know, I do. Your comedy. amazing podcast. You still do? 
Uh, we're taking a little hiatus with All Marty right, and Sarah Love Wrestling, but there's a bunch of old episodes, and we're going to get ready to come back uh, no for that. And you're, uh, time most Wednesdays, they can most see you Wednesdays, live at yeah, Timothy O'Toole's. Timothy O'Toole's. Yes. That, that's a crew that in their early days, you boys at Comedians You Should Know, probably would have benefited from some edibles. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys I were always that. getting in drunk arguments. A lot of uh, Chicago drinking going on at CISK. My, my uh, fiance, Sarah, one time was like, she had, she's having this huge place by uh, by Clark and Belmont. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you guys can have your meeting you know, over here. And she was just like, I've never heard people scream at each other like that before. And she's like, business. you were laughing and then screaming. And she yeah. was like, same thing. Certain, yeah, I'm sure with certain screams, it's like, this is the end. This is the end. I'm going to start hearing door slam. And then we're just like back to laughing right. or whatever. It's the same yeah. thing. It's called Edibles, edibles would have been, would have probably I will better. say for our listeners, though, that uh, that chaos leads to an amazing show. It's the best stand-up show yeah, in the is. city. So Loves uh, definitely guys, check that out. Uh, well, Marty, yeah, thanks so much. Are you at our live show tonight, actually? I, I know am. our listeners won't be able to. I yeah, so I'll see you in a few hours. Right. Um, some new stories. Yeah, we can't wait to have you back on the podcast. Yep. And Happy New Year again. Follow him at <laughs> Farts Unknown on Twitter. Uh, yeah, at Marty forget. DeRosa <laughs> on everything. There you go. Thanks, boys. <laughs> Thank right, you. Buddy. And we're back at the Blackout Diaries, Sean Bear Flannery and CJ Sullivan. That yeah. was Marty DeRosa, who just left us. CJ, you, uh, you'll be surprised to know as he was talking about Adderall. I actually recently started Adderall. Yeah, you're mentioning something about that. I was I uh, cannot diagnosed... believe it. You, you on Adderall. In, in my late 40s, I was diagnosed <laughs> with attention deficit syndrome. How's that um, working for you? It's great, dude. I love it. Um, so I don't have... It's effective. Quite... That's for sure. It's, it's effective. De- it's definitely it, it, an effective drug. And it's changed my instincts, and I've actually, in only doing it for a few weeks, mm-hmm. have habitualized better strategies when I'm on it that I can then use when I'm not on it. Now, I only take it on a day where I got to get a lot of stuff done. Yeah. I was just going to say, have you drank on it yet? I have not tried drinking okay. on it yet. That's good. That's good for your dry January. But yeah, I, I'm going to go ahead and recommend you don't drink while you're on, <laughs> on, on the Adderall. I mean, I was specific because whenever they talk drugs with me, my doctors, my first question, like not even does it work, is always, what can I drink out of it? You know? <laughs> like, not even can I drink? Like, what are we talking yeah. here? You know? uh, and it was recommended I not drink on it. Yeah, um, it'll make you drink more, and it, but that's when it gives you that effect that Marty's talking about where it's like, it's really, uh, you know. You're just like a coked up party animal. Yeah, yeah it's well, a drug, yeah. you know. For me to get drunk on Adderall, it would have to be where I – almost like we were talking about during Marty's story where you get accidentally drunk. Like, like I, I didn't plan for it. Like, I'm on the wrong drug here, yeah. you know? <laughs> I'm on the wrong – buddy, I'm on the wrong drugs for this kind of night. But uh, you, that's what you do, though. I mean, you, you accidentally stumble into uh, drinking. That know, is n- true. Drinking. That's why it can be dangerous for you. That's why that I, w- I wouldn't take it out of the house with you. If you don't take that, you know? Like. <laughs> yeah, I can't leave. I'm like a house cat right. when I have uh, when I have Adderall. Like, I can't go out there. You know? <laughs> That's amazing. The late, the late diagnose for Adderall. Adderall is a huge drug, obviously, in this country now. There's so much. There's always reports of it having a shortage. There's always a shortage of Adderall. Like that's yeah, it's weird because uh, my my boys are on it. They both have uh, attention deficit syndrome, mm-hmm. and we haven't experienced um, the shortage. But I guess there's also like two forms. Yeah. There's uh, so the form I take, which is the form that like most uh, I'm told most kids take, like to get through the school day or people take to get through the work day. It's called extended release. Okay. And it like sort of 
dis, you know, it drips a little bit into you. Like your body slowly digests it so that it lasts about eight hours. And then the one that's a shortage is just like it all lasts for like just an blast hour. Out. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is the legitimate purpose? Of, like, why wouldn't you just do coke? Yeah, that's that the point? Michael Keaton shit. <laughs> Doc, I need something to make me effective for one hour. <laughs> All right, chop this up. I'm already snorting this fucking. I mean, it'd probably be cheaper. You don't have to deal with health insurance and all that. Amazing. So uh, I love that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's interesting you bring up that I should not drink on Adderall, and I, I'm going to trust your advice on that, mm-hmm. CJ. Um, because the other thing and how, uh, oh, no, you know, what we want to get into first. Uh, so it's been interesting to, to be on that. And then also doing this Desert January that we were talking about. I've gone to dispensaries with my wife. Yes. And that's a, that's a new thing for me. I was not prepared for what the, you, like, you're probably more familiar with. I, I am. And, and when we were out here in Los Angeles, we, we, we gave you that. Remember, you gave us the one night. You said, all right, I'm in your hands, boys. Yes. Calif- yeah, yeah, yeah. California me. So we gave you edibles and <laughs> a couple of mushrooms, no drinking. Well, the the dispensary hours. that you took me to was unlike the one in Chicago. The one in Chicago that I went to, it was like going into a Chase Bank yeah, or something like that. You, you know, in like how things. professional every everyone's it's got an apple. It's an Apple store for fucking weed it's I, terrible i am so unhip to it all mm-hmm. that so i've tried it a few times it didn't like anything the last time uh, whatever i got i liked okay yeah. so, so i bring in the bottle and I, I i just go yeah i just want another one of these <laughs> they acted like i just showed a live grenade <laughs> like sir 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 we cannot have an unopened bottle in here i'm gonna need you to put that away right now <laughs> And I'm like, well, I, you know, I just right. thought you might want the product number, you know, and <laughs> there's they, they're either they're either like that, they're either efficient like that, like you said, like it's a Chase Bank of weed. Yeah, in Los Angeles, you have you have like the, either corporate. I, I miss when it wasn't legal, actually. Just like you know, because then because then they come rushing in, and I get they're into culture and they're talking to you about. I don't want to talk about the strains of it. I don't want to talk. Uh, oh just, yeah, I don't need. You know, yeah. It's like it, it sounds like you're explaining how different fish evolved to me, or something like that. Like like when they broke off in the ice age and how like this one developed right. in brackish water. I'm like, I don't want to know this. All right, I just want to fish. Exactly. Okay? I just like, want to fish. And they're all fine. They're all gonna. They're all gonna. Yeah, be yeah, just I, a yeah. Trip. I'm like, but, yeah. The other day I was in there. I was actually I, I used to uh, when I stopped drinking. I would get these uh, drinks. They have weed drinks, whatever. I did mm-hmm. that to replace it. Just the uh, feeling of it, whatever. I don't sure. Like the um, uh, like the mouth fixation. Yeah, almost. it's a fixation. Just, yeah, yeah, basically, in your holding hand and you're it. Drinking. Yeah. yeah. And some of them are fine, and they're all regulated. All the edibles world, the, 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 everything's a new ball game nowadays with edibles. How it's regulated. You know mm-hmm. exactly what you're getting. Back in the day, you would yeah. some. Oh sure. Some deer would make a tray of brownies that could fucking put you on a f- <laughs> five day peyote mission or something, you know, like with Jim Morrison. But now these drinks are kind of regulated. I don't do, do as much anymore. But I, I went. They went the other day um, to an LA, and this was such an LA one where they're like, you know, one guy's got like the, they're all part of the culture. This one, and like um, when you're ringing it up, they couldn't ring it up. Like I, 
Like, I get you need people that, you know, kind of like a record store, people that are into the music, doing the mm-hmm. scene, these people are into weed culture. But, like, I mean, can we get someone who's had a job before, or at least, like, <laughs> seen a cash register? I don't care if it was in a play. Yeah. You Why know? can't the manager of, of, of this store be a prick, <laughs> quasi businessman, like every other retail shop in the world? Right. You it, know? it took 20 minutes for it. They couldn't, it was $80 worth of edibles. They couldn't scan it. They didn't know, you know, she he calls over this one guy. This one guy got this huge face tattoos. He calls over the other guy who didn't have them. He was the manager, and the girl and the girl just goes, "I was, I know, I, I just can't." And then she just, she, she, she I'm not lying. She walks away. It just stands in the corner, facing the corner, like a child who's like, you know, like punished in school or something. She's just staring at the corner, like trying to like, collect herself. And she's in there for ten minutes, and the other ones like got her arm around her, like it'll be all right, you know. <laughs> and finally, that you know that that go ahead. No, no, finish. That that is why. One of the reasons why I can't just respect drugs more than alcohol <laughs> is that yeah. none of that shit would ever fly right. in a liquor store. If if your machine were down for more than five minutes, the place would riot, or that the staff would be fired. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like that just wouldn't be tolerated. Right? Yeah. You know? and a, some people apologize, and then a dog comes in. They get distracted. You know, they're yeah. like petting the dog. The problem is because there's. Because the low with with marijuana stuff isn't the, like the low of alcohol, where, where, yes. where there's an edge to it, you know. Yes, it's more exactly. of a just, <laughs> chill, yeah. more relaxed, and they're and they're fine with things. But they but yet nothing gets done. Anger gets things done. <laughs> gets, I gotta tell you a, a real quick story before we move on to the next thing. Sure. This is something that would never happen. I don't know if I ever told you this story. So I I used to at my day job at our old location. We used to go into the Benny's there. Uh-huh. It was huge. And I love Benny's because, like, every worker there, it's like going into Wrigley Field. All the employees are over 70, and they're just drunks that are there for the employee <laughs> right, discount. Yeah. And they all hate each other, yeah. you know? And it's huge. It's huge. <laughs> huge. Uh, they're like museum uh, guides, or so they're just lost in <laughs> right. sections. There's, like, people in that cigar room. They've been there for And they weeks. even will act like a museum. Like, you'll ask a whiskey question. Like, I'm not the whiskey yeah, guy. You, know, you got to talk to Fred, you know? Um <laughs> So that's what happened. I asked. Uh, I asked for a suggestion for a red wine. He's like, "Oh, you got to, you know, you got to talk to Fred." So he goes up and he, he gets. Um, he he picks up the phone to make an announcement, and he's uh, like, oh, "Fred, can you go to the uh, wine aisle? We uh, uh, need a customer recommendation, Fred." And he um, before he actually hangs it up, there's another seventy year old employee just with his hands folded, looking at bottles uh, mm-hmm. as he goes. The other the other guy goes, "Have I ever told you?" How much I hate your voice. (laughs) (laughs) The intercom picks this up because he still hasn't hung it up. And he just goes, you're the biggest fucking cunt I know. And then he hangs it up all broadcasted over the intercom. (laughs) Biddy's is the best. (laughs) It's like an anti-dispensary. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I said, because anger gets things done and it comes yeah, and, and that's what alcohol brings. That's what that's what uh, the weeds can't replace or uh, replicate. But well, and that you know, it's interesting that you you bring that up, CJ, because uh, one of the other things we wanted to get to is uh, the dangers of al- the health dangers of alcohol versus drugs, mm-hmm. and how alcohol you could make the argument, and in fact, this is uh, uh, a blog <laughs> now, now making this dr- argument that alcohol. <laughs> Is the most dangerous drug, or excuse me, yeah, alcohol is the most dangerous. Alcohol drug. is the most dangerous that? drug. I was just gonna say we should probably clarify when we talk about drugs. We're saying drugs like an old man would say drugs. So we're still talking about weed, pretty much, and animals. <laughs> we're not talking about all. Drugs. Yeah, we're not talking. Yeah, right, yeah, right. that is but true. Is, that is, is funny. Is funny. Uh, 
But um, so everyone is sort of familiar with what you were talking about, uh, that alcohol causes drunk driving. It causes yeah. fights. It causes Aggression. injuries from that. We all know that that is unhealthy. But what a lot of people aren't as familiar with in America, and we know that it damages the liver and that it leads mm. to heart disease, is a lot of Americans, and this is what this article goes into, is they have no idea how much cancer alcohol causes. Cancer. Alcohol. Yeah, the risk increases with every drink you take. Uh, every Even drinking one drink a day increases your risk of some cancers, including for women breast cancer, but also cancers of the digestive system, the mouth, and the stomach, says a senior scientist, Tim Stockwell, of the Canadian Institute for Substance Use and Research. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but this is my uh, favorite part. Um, they classify alcohol, I did not know this, as a class one carcinogenic, yeah. which is the same family as asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if you've ever talked to somebody who's found asbestos in their house, but it's yeah. like seven million dollars to get rid of it because no crew is willing to work yeah, with they it. Coming in hazard suits and shit. <laughs> Actually, a lot of times they'll tell you, you just got to paint over it with like ultra secure paint because no one can remove it. Like you, you'll have to, you know, find a new house before anyone can remove it. I mean, I'll paint over it, but I ain't gonna touch the stuff. And what we drink is in the same carcinogenic category. That as same that. guy, right? Who won't come and pick it up? He's not. He's knocking yeah. back fifteen of asbestos. He's drinking, yeah, twelve yeah. moose heads when he gets home. <laughs> yeah, they say it's right behind cigarette. You know, to cigarettes yeah. and um, was it just a bad for, for, They're for, not sure for that it's actually even behind cigarettes. What? Um, they're finding more and more research that says. And then this is the other thing that that is kind of related. A lot of the studies that we grew up on, yeah, where uh, you know, how many times would. You hear something like that, and then you'd hear somebody at the bar go, whoa, 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 you know, uh, studies have shown moderate drinking. Uh, you actually well, they live longer. Love they love those things. Right. Helps you, red wine helps your heart. It, it turns out they're now finding all those studies are false, and they were all paid for by the alcohol industry. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Times published a bombshell report on the alarming ties between the alcohol industry and the National Institutes of Health. Specifically, five alcohol companies helped fund and potentially shape the design of an 8,000-person randomized control trial overseen by the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. The, the trial was supposed to answer the long-simmering question of whether moderate drinking truly reduces the risk of heart disease or not, and basically was funded by the alcohol <laughs> industry. And unsurprisingly, right. said it was fine. Of course, it was fine. <laughs> And they love this thing, and the, their little comparisons is like, oh, it's better for you than, than drugs. But they compared it with, like, you know, some young who drinks red wine who also, li- you know, lives a great life, like a healthy yeah, lifestyle. Exactly. It's just some guy <laughs> who puts nothing but drugs in his body, who's, you know, on the, on, on the <laughs> yeah. street, basically. Yeah, well, it's going to be better. It's going to be healthier than that because the man, guy's got a fucking VIP gym membership as well. well <laughs> it, or they'll also compare it to people. It's like, they'll be like, well, they live longer than people who have never drank. You know, at all. I'm right. like, well, who are these people? Yeah, exactly. I mean, what kind of life are they Those living? Are psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Right. Absolutely sociopaths. I have zero friends. I mean, you know, you know. I mean, <laughs> right. What? They're isolated. They're not filling out these census reports anyway. And if not, yeah, if they're not, they're in a holding cell. I'm looking at this cancer stuff too. This is pretty funny too because they're, because they're saying there should at least be a warning label. On alcohol. Yeah, there's a big movement now that it, we, it should have the same warning labels that tobacco has for cancer, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we have the warning about, like, for pregnant women right. and so on. Right, pregnant women, cigarettes, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a law. And uh, <laughs> this guy just says, it's, 
He says, these studies find it's, it's unbelievable. He goes, it's shocking, really. He goes, in an information era, we have warning labels on everything I can think of. He goes, I bought my kids fishing rods this summer, and their fishing rods have warning labels that say they can give you cancer. <laughs> my refrigerator has a, has a Carson, a cancer a warning label for the in the state of California. It's hilarious. It almost reads like this refrigerator right. can cause cancer in California, mm-hmm. like, but not elsewhere. But um, my refrigerator has more of a warning than alcohol. But I wonder if the alcohol industry is like, where are we going to fit it? Yeah. The bottle's already half. <laughs> like we, we, we got warnings about drinking and driving. We got warnings about operating forklifts. We got warnings about pregnant women. I mean, where where do you want us to put it? <laughs> the bottom of the bottle? <laughs> it says here, since alcohol is a one point, this is pretty amazing, $1.5 trillion a year global industry. <laughs> it's like, so at the end of the day, yeah, there's not going to be any warning labels. They're going to have to lose money for that. <laughs> well, that is, you know, that is one thing. You and I have alluded to this. I don't know if we've alluded to it on the podcast, but that is the one thing that these scientists don't get when they mm-hmm. want people to uh, quit drinking is they never admit it is super fun, and everyone likes doing right. it. They can just, you know, they just like there's just, a reason why 1.5 trillion dollars are right. spent like, on just this. Just take this out of your life. Just remove. It. Yeah, well, it's not that simple. <laughs> just yeah, just raw dog <laughs> consciousness. <laughs> Have fun with your thoughts. You know? It's not even. It's not even that about you know, like, you know like how people personally deal. It's just such a part of society. You know, like yeah, how exactly. it's accepted. Like we were saying, how it's not like yeah, we don't want to look at that thing. We don't want to. It'd be like taking studies. coffee away. <laughs> right. In, in, in terms of like like how ingrained it is mm-hmm. with your routines and everything, and they never dignify that. They're just like, well, you know, it's bad for you, and you, you, you just got to stop. <laughs> just knock it off. I love these studies. Also, the. Uh, they told the, the chocolate study is also in there as well. It's funny the, how dark chocolate became a uh, like a like it's just, like oh, how the, that's supposedly uh, health indulgence or whatever. Like yeah, this is, the whole study was literally funded by Mars. It's a Mars chocolate <laughs> company. <laughs> <laughs> like dark is and, That's it, and every doctor's like yeah, dark is no different than milk chocolate. <laughs> it's he's like it's candy no matter what. No, it's an indulgence. Yeah, people were talking about it like you could stop a heart attack with it. You know? <laughs> it's a thing called the chocolate diet. Like it was just yeah. eating pure chocolate. <laughs> I do remember that but when that one came out. I'm like, that one doesn't make so much sense. <laughs> right. That was always just like, this is like the, when you start <laughs> handpicking stats that you want to hear. Same thing. And with they the always alcohol. bring up the French. They always bring up the French with this stuff. They're like, look at the French. They live forever. It's cheese and chocolate. You know? and, and I'm like, well, do they eat that much cho- chocolate? You know? And and it's like, they also walk everywhere. Like, they don't yeah. eat like, the same food we have. You're right. You know? Do they eat like that? Or is it just like kind of like Chicago deep dish? Yeah, they have it. But I think it's just to give other people when yeah, they visit. I don't know that they're eating it every <laughs> right. day. We're, we're shipping know? it out to fat Americans. We're shipping out <laughs> this chocolate and cheese yeah, and, exactly. and pastries. <laughs> a lot of those studies, you, we're just like, you know, if you want to hear it like that, if you want to hear it, I'm sure we, we red wine good for you. Sure, whiskey good for you. We'll come up with we'll come up with something we, yeah. for you. You know. We can make the numbers work. <laughs> right. You tell us what you want to hear. We'll give we'll we'll fund that study. <laughs> Now, I was just saying all this uh, uh, Marty's interview and this whole this whole drug episode. I just love calling it the drug episode. I like well. it too, like an old man, um, like it's some sort of album mm-hmm. <laughs> we did all, like, you know, like Exile on Main Street or something, right? <laughs> but if you want to talk about the horrific, uh, not horrific drugs, but um, around, towards the end of college and right afterwards, like uh, when I was back back east, I don't know mm-hmm. if I ever told you about this club in Atlantic City we used to go to. It's called Studio Six. 
You you did tell me some stories that I'm probably going to make you tell, but yeah, go ahead. It was back in these uh, ecstasy days, basically, it was basically yeah. an ecstasy drug. And um, Atlantic City is about an hour and a half away from Philly, whatever. And uh, we would go, we'd go there a lot, but it was open to like 10 a.m. You know, or mm-hmm. mid or noon or something, like something, something gross. Now, I always found that hilarious during like that ecstasy uh, type mm-hmm. uh, wave. I was like, "How's this legal? Open till 10 a.m." Doesn't have a liquor license. Yeah, no liquor license because everyone's drinking <laughs> Nothing water. Nothing suspicious yeah. about that whatsoever. <laughs> right. It was so funny. So it was this awful club, this club whatever. And it was like, and uh, across the street was a church. And people would be piling out. So you go there on Saturday night and people are literally falling out of this place Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, with families going to this church. And, you know, they'd be, they'd be just, just disgusted. So eventually, sure. they, the front doors were closed to exit. Everyone had to, everyone, this whole nightclub had to exit through the kitchen to the back alley. Like that was like the, that was the compromise they had with local government. Like, listen, just don't let these people see this thing going on, you know, like, for God's sakes. Um, so we would make some. <clears throat> We'd make late night drives. We'd go out like if we go out like on Friday or Saturday night in Philly, and then we then people who, who weren't into this would go home and it would like like around one o'clock, two o'clock, and then we then we'd round up everyone, the ones mm-hmm. that were into this, and secretly drive down to like say like five of us or whatever, six of us, and we collect we collect we like go to Drexel and pick up my buddy Kyle, go to LaSalle, pick up someone else, you know. And um we went down there, uh it was just, it was just, uh, it was a fun time. We're also like early twenties in this seed. Like, I remember one time my buddy Kyle had to, like, had a, had a paper to do, but like, come on, let's go, you know. He says, "All right, fine." So he comes down with us. He's doing a paper at the bar on ecstasy, <laughs> sweating, like writing a paper. And people were like, "What is this fucking <laughs> cracked out <laughs> Hemingway?" <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like we didn't know we we didn't really fit in that like the club scene, you know, but we just liked the drugs. <laughs> like I was wearing like this the, the Jack Kerouac of ecstasy. <laughs> exactly. You know? yeah. And I was wearing this like sweater and you really you sweat a lot on this drug. This is like early earlier like raw drugs, you know. Yeah. And I have like this gap sweater on, you know. I'm, I'm not I'm 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 not like what these kids are wearing like pacifiers in their mouths and shit. So I'm just pouring sweat. I just had a pile of like just the cocktail napkins, you know, with the water just slicking <laughs> in my head and sweating and my buddy Kyle's right this paper and all these people were like who are that they? Been a great visual. It, it was an amazing visual <laughs> another visual we had coming one time so then the, the drive back was always you know obviously uh <laughs> a different vibe coming back on 10 a.m 11 a.m back to our homes <laughs> in south jersey and one time we, we were wearing all sometimes we, like we'd wear all black you know for these clothes like black pants black shirt like the sure like the waiter outfit basically mm-hmm. and we're driving back we stop at the uh at the Farley like um, rest stop there on the Jersey Turnpike, or the yeah, the Expre- Atlantic City Expressway coming back to Philly, and there's like a Kmart there or something, and um, I was like, pull over, you know, and I was like, you know, I need a some randomly I was like, I need a plunger, you know, I forgot, I forgot my, my part needs a plunger, I just thought of it randomly, and then you know what, I need a plunger too, and then that reminds me, I need a plunger. Four of us individually <laughs> bought plungers. <laughs> In all black, pure white skin, sweating, like hung over, and like, and we all sat. Like you guys are getting rid of a body. It, it, it looked, it looked like insanely that. like that, and, and like, we weren't even getting them together. We're all individually in line, four of us individuals in line, with, each with a plunger in all black, sweating, like, at a ten a.m. Kmart, and that's what the, like that's what that was the general public uh, um, dealing with it. There were some uh, bad people. I did tell you the one story, my friend. Uh, Speaking of that, because it's just that one road, Atlantic City Expressway. Yeah, it takes you straight there. It's been, it was basically yeah. built for 
you know, Philadelphians to go mm-hmm. to Atlantic City. And uh, coming coming back from AC, um, sometimes you wouldn't have money if you're going, you know, Gamma, you wouldn't have money. So you, a lot of people would blow that toll. There's one toll right there. And you, you, okay. Usually before you'd go to casino or club, whatever, you would actually, we would store away the toll money just so, like, don't lose this. Uh, d- yeah, don't yeah, don't even let me touch right, it. Right, don't yeah. let that touch it in the car. <laughs> it's a car. Uh, and my one buddy, Ray, who was a, uh, who was kind of a, uh, a drug dealer. He was on house arrest, I remember. And his his law he his uh his rules was he could, he wasn't allowed out like during sundown, like after like five to five or something like that, you know. This was like his probation. His rule, probation or you know? what? He yeah. was under house arrest, he yeah. couldn't leave, couldn't be out during during nighttime. Yeah. But this club was open all day. So he would wait yeah. till the sunrise till six AM <laughs> and head and go like a bat out of hell. That's you, hilarious. You know, like a bat out of hell. Every day he's checking for sunrise and sunset. Right. That's hilarious. And then like, you know, and he lived with his dad still there. And uh <laughs> and his dad comes up and goes, like, so uh, you know, did you go out last week? It's kinda like that scene in Goodfellas, you know, when yeah. um the dad's like saying, So you get the report card. He gets a yeah. report card that he's been skipping school, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Says, uh, you know, so you've been uh You've been hanging. You've been hanging at home lately because he'd, he'd have to lie and sneak out. Obviously, while his yeah. dad went to work, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I've been here the whole time. Why? What are you? What are you talking about? I never left. I'm, I'm playing by the rules." He's like, "Well, how do you explain this?" And he's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he slaps out a table, a photograph. It looked like a private investigator took photographs because it was like a red light photograph, but it was from the toll booth because he he blew the toll booth, but he's in a convertible and he's got he's got this big shit eating grin smile, sunglasses, hair blowing, and he's blowing through this toll booth like ah, and it's time stamped like seven fifteen a.m. It's like for Thursday or whatever. It's like they said, oh okay, I see, and I think he got more trouble. More trouble for that, <laughs> but, but that photo was it was a, it should have been a poster. It was in God. Was, I would love to see that photo. It, was, if it still exists. <laughs> it was a definition for what Blackout Diaries, the audio visual of that photo. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden, my dad slaps this down the table, and the, the way it was, it was like a full like eight by ten, like you know like how private investigators like, well, here's your wife, you know, cheating on you with this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, well, speaking man. of Blackout Diaries, we're at 30 minutes. We should probably wrap up, right? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to say uh, the live show uh, um, has sold out the last two weeks. Yes. So uh, for our listeners, definitely check it out and buy your tickets in advance. You don't want to be uh, turned away. Right. Uh, it's 10 hear, p.m. You'll, every you'll, Friday. You'll, 10 p.m. every Friday. Sorry to interrupt, but you'll hear great stories like Marty DeRosa, who just did uh, – Yep. And he's doing it tonight again. That's incredible. He's doing it again tonight. We have a great lineup tonight. Great lineup every week, though. So uh, check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, also, for me, uh, the book is still out there. Places I can't return to. <laughs> it's still out there. <laughs> still out there. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Do you have uh, hard copies at your home? Is it one of those things where it's all piled up? Uh, you know a, what? I just sold. Uh, I had a good week last week at all my shows, and I sold them all. So I need to. I need to buy more hard copies. Oh. But yeah, they used to be lying all around. Right. You know, I look like a like a crazy author. That's what I want. Like That's that. what I want. Basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. You you had it up until last week, and now I got to replenish. Ah, well, that's um, great. And yeah, and I just want to say, yeah, make sure to uh, like and subscribe and. Review our podcast. Like, uh, subscribe, review. Um, yeah, five what do you got star going on, reviews. CJ? Um, you can follow me on Instagram. See, this all was taken. My bottom line bombs podcast. Um, it's finally got its own feed, and I'm doing my own separate show from a network. So you can just find bottom line bombs. You can like, like, and subscribe to that as well. Um, and January 28th, I'll be in at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. 
Come out to that show. Nice. And um, that's it. That's all we got to do. Give, give us reviews and all that stuff. That's enough. And do drugs. Podcast Network.